Episode one. Okay, so that's new year, new you, new topics. New decade. New decade. Um, So much newness. But same old traditions that we're going to want to pull in and make sure everybody knows about. Newness, but yet holding on to all the good. Right. New year, old us. kind of. Oh, and I have a funny thing to say, too. I was thinking about, as I was preparing for you to come and record at the kitchen table. Yes. I was thinking, you know. One of our beauties is that we say, there's plenty of room at our table. Pull up a chair. <laughs> not today, actually. actually. <laughs> there's not that much room. In fact, I had to make this much room. Thank you. Because I'm still in the middle of Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. So um, there's a lot of book stacks around me. Yes. And you would think that today's topic was going to be diving into maybe a lot of recipes. Not a one. there's a not lot of sharing a one today. A lot of cookbooks um, around me. But not even cookbooks, like Just, binders oh. of Pages and pages and pages that Lainey has organized and kept it's over ridiculous. the years. I'm kind of embarrassed of the binders, actually. I'm going to try to... Is that part of your paper that you're doing? Well, so do you want me to give the update Yeah, give a Marie Kondo update. Okay. So, I have funny things to share <clears throat> as well, but... Basically, um, as I have already said, I don't want to be super redundant, but Marie Kondo's method is just seems to click for me. Okay. Like I'm getting it clearly because this has been amazing You've never to watch seen you me do this. No purge like this, y'all don't even know <laughs> the process I'm watching. But she does things in an order. Yeah. And before Christmas, I told you I did clothing and books. Right. Well, I didn't say that I actually didn't get to cook books. That's such its own beast that for I did you, yes. clothing and books. Except for <laughs> With an addendum for the new year. Yeah. So that was a pause for me to get to that later. Yeah. Which is still a pause to get to later. I'm not working on that at the moment. Okay. So the third category, well, and I... As I shared already as well, I kind of had to put a pause on because of Christmas. I had guests coming in town. You can't have stuff all over the house. Right. Pulled out. Right. And do Christmas. Right. Decorations. That's unfair to you and your guests. It is. So I told, I gave myself the grace of just don't Marie Kondo until the new year. Yeah. Again. She's not invited to your Christmas. (laughs) She's not. So, um... And I absolutely understand her order that she does things, but I also have to do this in a feasible way in my own life. Sure. So with having Christmas decorations all out, yeah, and that mine are stored in the attic, which is up a flight of stairs, right? It made sense to me to do Christmas decorations while they're oh those bins are all golden. pulled out yes. and all of that. Yes. So the third category I was supposed to get to was paper. Okay. But that, that I got paused sidelined. Yeah. And jumped to the next category, which is actually the most daunting. I mean, she even says that it is the most daunting category. She calls it kimono. It's K O M O N O. So okay. not not like the garment right. that the Japanese wear, but. This it's, is like it miscellaneous. miscellaneous. Yeah. So, and she breaks it down into like 12 or 15 
subcategories. Gosh. Okay. So that's where I am is I'm in the midst of doing okay. kimono. Okay. And it's not fun stuff. It's like electric cords. Right. And Things in your junk drawers. Kitchen and, and, yeah. and yeah. bath, you know, yeah. and cleaning supplies and going yeah. through and organizing all that. So that's where I am in the process. You go, girl. Y'all, I've inherited silver platters. <laughs> I've got a new scout cooler that I cannot wait to use this <laughs> summer with my outdoor furniture and my new green egg. I'm getting set up for I summer. Know, you are. Thanks to your Marie Kondo. Well, I'm, I am trying to share with, you know, people that I think I have a friend who uses, she lights taper candles on her dinner table pretty much every night. Yeah. I can't tell you when I've used a taper candle. Mm-mm. I have two holders and I have a set of just white candles and I was like, please don't give me any more taper candles. So I, I don't use thought, what I have. Why not give those to her? She clearly yeah. goes through them and I have some that are in the package still. Like, yeah. So I wanted to mention some of my funny categories just to make people laugh because I'm pro- I'm sorry, but you have them somewhere. You have a category that would be like this. Yeah, somebody You've got excess of. Okay, which- in the book, she mentions like a lady that had, I think it was like ten boxes of Q-tips. Like it was just something wow. that she always would buy always and buys. stash, and didn't realize how many she had. Wow. And- so for me, I already mentioned that I had 33 boxes of books that went yes to the library, and about 40 scarves. So that is two funny things scarves. to me that I got rid of. Right. Not that I had. Right. I still have like 25. Oh probably. my gosh, y'all. Um, but here was a funny. You know those bags that you used to pack lunches in that are brown? Like a brown paper Just bag. Just a brown yeah. paper bag. They yeah. come in a package of 100. Yeah. I had four different packs of those. Why? In, ca- in case 400 lunches come your way. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you when I've used any of those? Yeah. I'm guessing it was for like doing those luminaries. I have done oh, luminaries yeah. on the walkway. Yes. A few times. So I guess each time I just bought a new pack because I didn't know where the pack was. I mean, that's probably what mom packed our lunches in was a brown paper bag. Though They're not that old. No, I'm not saying okay. that those are the exact ones. I'm just right, saying. That would have been. Because now but people kids, buy those cool kids now bento have, boxes. Have you seen those? I've seen a bento box. Yes. Um, so anyhow, I'm not sure why I had 400 lunch bags, but that was one of my funny finds. So when I got the text about, do you still Swiffer? I was like, do you have like thousands of Swiffer? No, I used all the covers. You just wanted to give me the actual Swiffer. I was like, I've got one of those. (laughs) Pass. And I don't want to buy those things anymore. Yeah. I usually just, um, you know, vacuum or mop or whatever. So I thought I'm ditching the Swiffer. I'm tired of yeah things yeah. like that, that I don't do. You're right. People, everybody, I'm trying to sit here and think what my thing would be. And I don't know, maybe hydrogen peroxide. Cause we use a lot of that in our house. Okay. I've probably got like five bottles of so that on hand, <laughs> but that's a quick consumable for us. Like we use it on a lot of stuff to clean. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah. well, the only other thing that I thought was funny was I, I have I can't even tell you how many shapes and sizes and styles of candle holders and vases. <laughs> you could add like a, one garage sale of just those items just those. <laughs> for all the candle lovers out there. <laughs> I mean, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. So I was thinking, do I just donate all of these to, you know, Grace Works here in our community or do I 
take flowers to the whole nursing home. <laughs> to the entire everybody nursing gets, room. Everybody gets. Room by room, everybody gets a I'm not sure yet what I'm home. doing with all of that, but... Those are my funny. That's hilarious. I've come across so far. Hilarious. When I get to sentimental items, it's going to be hilarious because I do know I still have the bracelet I had on in the hospital Mm. when I was born. Like your little medical tag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My first ballet shoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I keep things. <laughs> Those all spark joy. So that'll be an interesting What do I do with it, thing For you to walk through. So there you go, people. There's okay. my update. Well, our friends at Fathom Events are bringing a very important film back to theaters in honor of Black History Month next month. Okay. February, yeah. The Color Purple. Okay. It's coming back to theaters, and we are going to be doing a giveaway of tickets. Oh, good. So if you are not already, follow us on Instagram. It's Steel Magnolias Podcast. That's where we'll do the giveaway. Okay. And it's going to be in theaters nationwide on Sunday, February 23rd. Okay. Just that day. There'll okay. be Most cities have two showings at like 1 and 5 o'clock. Okay. So your tickets will be good if you win them for either showing that works for you. But it's only for Sunday, February 23rd. So mark your calendars. Um, and we will as well because... We've actually never seen we the film. We neither one have seen it, and I do want to see it. And so I'm not handing in my Southern card today, and neither should you, because no, we still have the chance to see it. That's right, and we've seen a lot of great Southern movies. That one's just slipped through the cracks. Yeah, so, so this was a movie based on the film, um, excuse me, the book by the same title. The film came out in 1985 and was directed by Steven Spielberg, and it is... Um, it's He's so epic. I know. He is so epic. Yeah. Um, it spans 40 years in the life of a young woman that's played by Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Um, and she is an African-American woman living in the South who survives incredible abuses mm. um, and bigotry and on and on and on. It's going to be hard to watch. Yeah. So she's got um, an abusive father. Um <gasps> who marries her off. And, um, anyway, probably most people know the story because, um, Oprah starred in this film and she got a lot of notoriety, mm-hmm. um, as well as Whoopi Goldberg for her role in that. The color purple was actually nominated for 11 Academy Awards, wow, including best picture, best actress that was for Goldberg and, um, best supporting actress, for um, Avery and Oprah Winfrey. So it didn't win a single award. Wow. And um, that tied the record for 1977, 1977's The Turning Point, which was a movie that also had that many. Now, what year was this movie? 85. Okay. Yeah. The book came out in 82. So this is the 35th anniversary. That's, again, why Fathom chose to highlight this particular film for... Black History Month. And um, yeah, what's cool about this, though, I want to mention this, is when Fathom brings these old classics back to theaters, you don't just see the movie. Because you could probably rent this movie and watch it at home. Great. You get added content. Okay? Mm. So you're going to get... Um, a lot of times what they'll do is someone from Turner Classic Films oh, yeah. will discuss maybe some behind-the-scenes yeah. 
um, information that you, you might not know about. And so you get all these exclusive insights either right before or right after the film. And so it is kind of cool. Yeah, you feel like more a part of it. Yeah, they do add some some value um, to you going to the theater to see it. So anyway, mark your calendars. For I love s- that we're doing this partnership because these are important movies. And oh, yeah. Our listeners get a chance to go no matter where you live. That's yeah. the other thing I think is so cool. Yeah. Is it's not like this is just a you know, Tennessee thing or just a Nashville thing. It is wherever you are, there's a theater remotely close to you. I mean, you may have to drive a little, but yeah. So you can check fathomevents.com and look to see what theaters are playing it. And you can go ahead and get your tickets or you can wait and see if you win some from us. So, um, very good. This episode is going to be fun because we're going to answer some questions that we've gotten from listeners that are, more than just singular answers or more of a discussion that yeah. was required. So sometimes if we get something on our socials, that's just a quick answer, like a recipe they're asking for, or, you know, a, you can just do an attachment. That's, a, that's an easy, easy answer. But these today I felt like kind of required a little more discussion. So, um, so we're going to dive in. Yeah. And the first question I've And heard, I love when people give us questions and comments and yeah. Hit us up, Thank y'all. you. Yes. <laughs> so this first question I've heard um, from more than one person, and it's from people that have just recently found the podcast. Okay. Okay. So we're over a year into this, but people are still finding us. Yay! Yay! Tell your friends. <laughs> okay. So you've got over 50 episodes, and I just found your podcast. Where do I start? Oh, that's a great question. Great question. Because there are some podcasts that build off of each other. They're sequential or they're telling a story. You have to start from the beginning and then you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm 50 behind. Do I even do this? Yeah. So we are not that way. We are not like that. Yay, freedom. (laughs) So yeah, I would just say look through the titles because every episode has a title. And if there's something that interests you in that title, that's what that episode's going to primarily be about. So yeah. listen to that one. And if it's not, skip it. Yeah. If that doesn't seem interesting, if you are about to go to a wedding in the South and... Exactly. Start there. Southern yeah. Weddings. Yeah. Yeah. We had um, a big episode around Sunday dinner in the South. So yeah. that was that's a big a great one. place to start. That'd be a good place to start. If you love college football or you're new to the area and, and you're you wonder s- why everyone else does, you're seeing that everyone is very <laughs> fanatic about their teams here in the South, their college teams, um, listen to college football traditions. Yeah. Really, you could just start whatever sounds fun to you, but that's part of the beauty of ours, I think, is you can jump around, you can, on a road trip, listen to four of them or whatever. People, yeah. I do. That's how I, can, I consume podcasts a lot. By binging. Yeah. Um, so I hate that word, but well, yeah. And it depends on the podcast, like the length of them. Some of them it's like, oh my gosh, do I have time to even do one? Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. I've just gotten to a place where I can work out to a podcast. Oh. Like it always had to be CNC Music Factory or Marky Mark and the Funky <laughs> Bunch or yeah. like, but now I can You're actually That's good. get on an elliptical and listen to a podcast. And, and I mean, it's got to be really one I love. Yeah. It, it can't be a new one that I'm like trying out because that could be detrimental. You might not want to listen to us talk about, you know, fried chicken or something while you're on the treadmill. That's true. Thinking about how long you have to be on the treadmill. Yeah, as you're seeing the slow calorie uh, (laughs) loss compared to consumption rate. 
So, um, yeah, so I say whatever topics interest you, go listen to those. Or if this is the very first one you've ever heard, this is still a great place to start. That's right. And just journey with us from here forward. So, um, okay. This next one is from Karen. Okay. She said, one of your very early podcasts talked about hostess gifts. I'm confused about that because if someone has a lot of gatherings and parties at their house, they'd end up with so much stuff. What would be the best gift to buy, especially if you might not know them well and at what price range? Because, you know, well, money. I'd hate to say no to things because I have very little money that month. Also, is a church event held at someone's house an occasion for a host gift? Disclaimer, I'm a Yankee now living in the South, and I brought nothing but a food or drink item to gatherings here. Oops, LOL. <laughs> well, Th- that's a great question. This is like chock full of it questions is. and discussions. So we thought this would be um, something that we should dive into here. I like this question. Well, first of all, with being a hostess or host, um, there's just a lot around that. And we talked about that in in that episode talking about hostess gifts, like there's a lot of cleaning involved to prepare. And, um, so I think just things that are disposable that you need in hosting is a great thing to bring. Absolutely. I mean, I think her question started out, especially for somebody that hosts a lot. I'm like, I'm thinking if they host a lot, all the more reason, all the more they need to bless them with a host gift because, they're going through stuff. Yeah. So one thing I really love, um, and it's not necessarily something that I accumulate, is like um, good soaps for the sink. And it's so good. I don't really mean bars, though bars are nice too, but I like the pump no, soaps so yeah. people aren't all touching the same exactly. thing. Um, yeah. So those pump soaps yeah. are great. Yeah. Um, even really cute paper plates and napkins. All of these are things great, are consumables. Yeah. So and they're go not going to stack up when you're hosting a lot. Right. And none of those cost a lot of money. Right. Now, Especially if you're smart and you buy like a multi-pack or like a buy two, get one free. That's true. If you just save it, put aside some or if there's a bed, bath gifts. and beyond, I mean, a bath and body sale where they, they yeah. do sales where I it's, know great sales. Yeah. And maybe you could, you know, on a month that you have a little extra, yeah. buy three of them and that's right. what you take. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, anything, like I said, that's a consumable food, snacks, wine, if they, if you know that they that drink they, wine. Um, yeah. Fun drinks to bring. Yeah. I would say um, small candles. And yeah. the reason I say small is what if they don't like the scent, then they don't feel so bad at tossing a very large candle. That's true. Um, but a small candle could be nice for them to put in a their bathroom. bathroom or um, just, you know, by, We've the, mentioned by the kitchen poopery sink. before. Poopery is an awesome. That's, I mean, gift. anything like that. And uh, those bottles are small and you go through them kind of fast, <laughs> depending on the household. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think she's thinking of things that are going to accumulate. Yeah. Like, you know, we've mentioned tea towels are fun. Tea towels also are short-lived. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't last forever. Right. Because they end up getting stained. Exactly. And stuff like that. And so just getting fresh ones is nice. Yeah. But it can be anything like that. It doesn't have to be expensive. One of the things she mentioned, if you don't have 
the money to bring something. I don't know a host that would say, I wouldn't want you to come unless no. you do. I mean, that's no, not, that is not, if, if anything, just write a little thank you card of thank you for having us yeah. over today or something. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't think anybody would say, don't come unless you have something in hand. Uh-uh. That's weird. But no, that's not southernly hospitable, not hospitable at all. At all. Um, and then I liked the question about if it's a church. Yeah, what do you gathering. think about that? Um, well, I think that that's a kind of a bit of a complicated question. It like, is. Are you going to like you're in a small group and you go like every to other a weekly Bible study at someone's yeah, house? Then you're not no. bringing something every time. No. Um, Usually, if, those types of groups are organized in such a way that everyone knows if there's going to be a meal or not, or if it's just coffee and water, or if it's, you know, we're eating what y'all bring or, you know, like just even what you just said, coffee is another thing. If somebody makes coffee a lot, that's a great thing to bring. And that, yeah. And coffee is quickly consumed. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you think when you buy a bag of coffee, this is going to last a while. And if you're having people over, (laughs) it really doesn't. So yeah, I, I lean towards no on the church event. Overall, yeah. I mean, contribute to a meal if there's a meal, um, but that's not a host gift. So I don't feel like you should be compelled to bring a gift for the host Yeah, to something like that. Um, it almost feels odd. Yeah, I would agree. Like, this isn't, you know, this is a prayer meeting. You didn't have to bring right. a candle, you know, like it just, <laughs> yeah, it's a little odd. odd. So, um, yeah, I don't think you have to do anything for, for that, but. Good question overall. Those are good questions. And yeah, I I like that. I think that we had some good ideas there. Um, Okay, this next one was super interesting to me. And it's kind of a lengthy setup. Okay. So I'm just going to read it because I want y'all to have all the information we had when we answered (laughs) it. This is from Linda. Not our mom, Linda. Another Linda. Okay, so question. When I moved south to Alabama in the 80s, um, often ladies and children used calling cards. I had some, and I had them for my children, who were littles at the time. You'd use them when you went to a more formal tea or to attach to gifts your child might be giving. Basically the size of a business card with your name and some kind of pretty or childlike artwork on them. If you went to a house or a tea, there would often be a silver tray by the front door. You would drop your card on the tray when you arrived. Uh, I loved this tradition so very much. I also remember my mother doing this as a military wife. I have a little silver tray given to her for this purpose. I know this comes from Victorian tradition, but my personal experience happened mostly in the South. My main question is, is this a Southern tradition of past, or was it just in circles I happened to be traveling in at that time? When we moved back to the South, I noticed that it had disappeared. I miss it. I think it should be revived. Also saw this when I did a quick Google search. The differences between a calling card and a business card don't lie in the process or materials, but more in the philosophy behind them. A business card is meant to represent a business. A calling card is more of a personal token of an interaction rather than a front for a business interest. This is so interesting to me. So it's such a great question slash topic yeah. um, that I had not thought about before. No. So I have not been around I have settings either. where a calling card was being dropped in a silver tray 
but I friggin' love this. I love this. <laughs> and I just gave you a silver tray. You can keep you gave by me your lots door. of silver trays. Some of them were that size of what they're talking about. I know. So, um, you know, what's funny though. So thank you, Linda, for this question. I started Googling calling cards. You know what I found? The phone cards. Prepaid the, calling yep, cards for your telephone. I mostly too. Do you remember those? Um, yes. I traveled with those. Oh yeah. So that I could go up to a pay phone and type in an 800 number and my pen and you have 30 minutes, I you mean, know, like classic, right? And you didn't want to use all of it in one go. Uh-uh. So that's what I found as well. So then I had to Google calling card etiquette. Okay. Is what I okay put in. And then I started finding a few things yeah. on this topic. So I have no experience with this personally. Right. Other than once I started reading about it, I started going, hold up. I think I may have seen this in movies and oh, stuff really? before. Okay. Now, I watch a lot of British movies. Yes, you do. And I watch a lot of, um, I mean, I'm currently re-listening to Pride and Prejudice. Like, I'm a Jane Austen person. So, I feel like I have seen in movies and things, things like this. But yeah. I've never seen this. Yeah. Personally, So, like, one of the short answers to her question is, it's not a Southern thing, even though we've, there's been places in the South that have adopted it. It's a Victorian England and even really way back to Egyptians kind I of a thing. I would say it sounds like it's a high society thing, though. Yes. And there was a lot of that in certain circles all over the place. Yeah. But I can see how it may have gone longer or something in the south because it does seem like we tend to yeah we like hold on to tradition yes not that i know that's we did a whole episode on why southerners love the royal family (laughs) (laughs) so let's dive into this a little bit yeah so um i don't even know where to begin like well i found a website that i feel like i have landed on before in looking up different etiquette things okay and it is written for men and so it's interesting because the site is theartofmanliness.com. Love it. And this guy has a blog and a podcast. Okay. And it's two guys. You need to listen to that. Yeah. And it's on topics all over the place. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he has a whole, I mean, several page. Just on calling on cards? On calling cards. I love it. So he talks about the history and the etiquette and... Etc. Yeah. Um, so, do you want me just to tell? Yeah, and I, I found that, some wanna... from a different source as well that I thought was interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't don't read all the history. Just give us maybe some highlights of it. Well, it start. He says that in the 19th and early 20th century, social interactions it was richly cultivated yeah. and a well mannered affair. That's how he kind of starts okay. this off. Okay. So, lots of. Lots of things that you did yeah. in the right way. Yeah. Um, so apparently you would have these cards yeah. and they were used for when you came to the door. Yes. Often given to like a servant. Yes. On like this that tray. Often the servant, I think, would bring it in. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it was, um, you know, for to interact with the opposite sex if you were interested yes. in them. Yes. And then if they gave a card back... There was a, you know, yes, they would be interested in seeing you at a later date, things like that, Um, which obviously is totally aside from a business. No, this is is all personal. Right. And I would say even um, 
it's just funny in today's age, like it, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes to make friends as adults. So it's funny to me to think about this was, even if it wasn't a romantic interaction, like this is also sometimes how um, a woman would express to another woman kind of that they wanted to be friends. Like that they wanted to have tea together. Not funny. Um, so it was like almost a way to, I would say, um, kind of self-protect against face-to-face rejection was this calling card. That is so funny. Because the servant would walk it in, leave it in the tray, and then if a calling card from that person was returned, then it's like, okay, now we have openness to friendship here. Otherwise, if it wasn't returned, if a calling card wasn't returned, then it was kind of like, I don't know, not accepting a friend request in today's society. I love that. Yeah. And we do need like, what is this like in today's? (laughs) That is what it is. Well, and I even saw that like, um, you know, so speaking of the silver tray that they would put calling cards on that you would advertise basically like the, um most notable per like if you had a really popular kind of person that had put their card in you'd put it on top uh-uh yeah so like often cards of the wealthiest or most influential people will purposely displayed at the top of a stack to impress future visitors okay that's what i was gonna say was that so others would be like oh, oh she so was there. Been here yeah oh, okay so a silver tray full of calling cards was like social media for the victorian area era that i've got a lot hilarious. of really great followers like a lot that is hilarious. Well, I like that this kind of told about it. The cards were about the size of a um, playing card, very yeah. plain and simple. Um, it would have the name basically in the middle. If it had, if they had any titles, that would be on there, professor or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait. And no, it, titles are not acceptable. That would be more business. Right. Okay. So you didn't put that on there. I'm sorry. But it did sometimes include, I thought this was funny. And again, this is written to men. Okay. This particular thing I'm reading, um, that it would include if they were a part of a gentleman's club or fraternal organization, that might be on there. Yeah. Which I can see them doing that so that you would have further, like, how could I find out more exactly. about this how person? How could I rub shoulders with him or find him? Yeah. Yeah. The calling card had a place where you had to sort of be creative because you wanted a little bit of your personality to come across on the card. Um, you know, I mean, obviously there's details of how to reach you that are pretty standard. And that was much simpler then than it is now. We Now we need handles of, all your social media. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it also needed to jog the memory Right? Of somebody. Like, oh, yeah, she did this. I liked her. I want to call her. (laughs) Kind of a thing. So you had to, I feel like you had to be really creative with it from colors you picked Uh or whatever you included on there. Design was on there. So that it would help to set you apart. So it matches what you're like. That is so interesting to think about what would you do on yours now? I have no idea. I mean, We'll have to think about that. Obviously, I would have something about this. So Uh I'd probably have a magnolia or something Uh on there artistically. But, um, you know, I don't know. It would be... It would be hard to stand out in a stack of cards, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's so much more helpful than if you were, for instance, at a party 
today and you exchanged phone numbers, let's say you only caught the first name even of somebody. So, you know, I'm putting, let's say, you know, a Sarah in my phone. Uh-huh. I didn't even catch her last name. Like, that's all I've got is her And how phone am I ever going to find her again? Like, I, yeah. Like, enjoyed our interaction. It'd be so much better if I had this little card that had, like, a paintbrush in the corner. Sarah, she's oh, an yeah. artist. She's the one that, yeah. She's the one that paints those cute cards. You know, whatever. Now, um, I have seen a few people who have a different card than their business card. I have, too. And sometimes they're... In a funky shape, like they might be more of an actual square than a rectangle business card, or um, they have a fun, fun colors that don't look like a business card. Well, I think it actually makes sense to bring this back because there's so many diverse ways that people are actually making money these these Mm -hmm. days. You know, they may be a sales rep in like a. what do you call those like kind of pyramid sorts uh-huh. of marketing multi level marketing, multi-level market. They mm-hmm. may be seller of that product. They may be a freelance writer as well. Yeah. They, they may have a blog they want to point you to or a podcast yeah. or they want you to follow them on Instagram or, you know, there's so many different ways, income, non-income, true. interest, That's true. whatever that I feel like everybody's kind of this very diversified pie chart these days that it really would be good. Um, but it would be hard to bring back, right? I mean, well, I know. I feel like we have listeners. I'm so grateful. Our listeners are all over the place in age range. Yeah, um, they are. That's so true. <laughs> it's kind of unique, actually, how yeah. all over the place. And I love that. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of in different age ranges. Yeah. And so that even helps because we have different perspectives. Yeah. But I, there's certain things I still like paper. Like I... We were in a meeting recently where um, a young couple was saying, why are we still giving out bulletins at the front door of church? Like, do people want that? Yeah, they're probably like 24-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I always take mine and put things down on my calendar from that bulletin. Um, So I'm in that age range that still does like to have the paper. Yes. Yes. But there's a lot of people that do not want any. Right. Um, so there is that divide. So I'm all about bringing up back a calling card. Yeah. I think it's very, could, I can see many benefits. I do too. In that. But yeah, I mean, it might be hard to resurrect in the young. From a resource standpoint, you know, we had paper in the grocery stores (laughs) that we went to plastic. Now we're moving away from plastic. Bring your own. Yeah. To, I don't know. It's, I mean, we're talking very minimal piece of paper though. Yeah. I mean, well, I did small. want to read one little oh, yeah. thing from this article that, that I thought was, was interesting. I yeah, liked yeah. his his wording here. He says, when the household servants moved out and Alex Bell's newfangled talking machine moved in, yeah. the practice and etiquette surrounding the sending and receiving of calling cards suffered a slow death. The mm-hmm. only place where calling cards survived was in the U.S. Armed Forces. Which oh, Linda mentions that. Linda mentions she came from a military family. Officers still carry on the tradition today, but quite happily for the modern day gentlemen, again, this is written to guys, they are now making a comeback in civilian life as well. While technology has opened up a legion of ways to communicate these days, something within us still craves the transfer of something tangible, something more civilized and refined. 
enter the calling card. Yes. So I am in that. I like a tangible. Yeah. Remembrance of the person. Exactly. So that I can later go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, we want to know. What are your thoughts? Do we bring back the, the calling card? And if you've already got one, please. Oh, my gosh. I want to see it. Let us see it. Even if it's not what you would, like, even if you don't call it a calling card, but it's like a card, basically, that you would give that's more of a personal use than business. Um you can block out your personal information, but send us a, yeah. put a picture up and um, tag us on Instagram at Steel Magnolias Podcast. Um, and we're going to put a vote up this week as well to just <laughs> see what y'all's thoughts are on if the calling card should make a comeback or not and if you would use it. So, Well, there are companies that design them. Yeah. He, he listed on his website some different companies that design them so yeah yeah you can do it well i think it's a great idea um i'll be thinking about what kind of things (laughs) i would put on mine and um because this i would definitely tote the tout the um podcast because this is more of a hobby and interest right now this isn't our job so this is something that i share a lot in personal conversations with people um, but yeah, I'd have to think about what other kinds of things I'd put on here. So. Good question. Good, good questions. Y'all keep them coming. You can hit us up at any time. We'll do occasional episodes like this. And um, again, welcome back to season two. We're excited y'all are here at the table with us. And we will be back here next week with more Southern cultural topics. How exciting. Y'all Thanks, have a good you guys. One. Bye.